When one's marriage needs to be enriched, empowered, or uplifted, we must carefully consider the voices we let into our lives. Ones that share practical wisdom, biblical truth, and uplifting advice to keep the marital fire burning should take priority in order to build strong relationships and lasting memories. If you've been waiting for this key voice for your relationship, look no further. With a fresh perspective and principle-provoking view on marriage, this is Together. This is Together, an Ada Bible Church podcast about the world of marriage, where we attempt to invite you to explore the ways that marriage works and doesn't work. From practical ways of learning to biblical inspiration, we invite you to listen to other professionals and couples to help enrich your marriage. Here are your hosts, Samuel Jones and Dr. Kelly Bonniewell. Hey everyone, this is Together, uh, Ada Bible Church podcast about marriage. Uh, We're putting this out into the world to just give people some more resources on how to build a stronger, more healthier marriage. And uh, this uh, podcast is hosted by myself, Dr. Kelly Bonniewell, and Samuel Jones. We both work at Ada Bible Church, and to get us rolling, Samuel, who yeah, are you? Yeah, who is Samuel Jones? Well, let's just, you know, I'm not that Sam Jones character from uh, The Flash and all that, number one. <laughs> uh, that's a 1960s, 50s joke. Uh, I was born in the 80s, so let's just make that clear. Uh, yeah, who am I? You're I am youngin. a young guy. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely significantly younger than Kelly Bonnewell. Uh, uh, let's be nice. But that's okay. You know, that's okay. His wisdom and his grace comes through every single day, and I'm excited about that. So, yeah, I've been at a Kentwood campus just under a year as their men's ministry director, and I have gotten the significant advantage to serve with Kelly here at Ada, and I'm excited about that. I brought with me my wife. I got a chance to have a wife, man. God so blessed me with uh, a wife of six years. Uh, I remember just like yesterday, the opportunity for me to get on a bus going from uh the Allendale campus of Grand Valley State University and uh, getting on the bus, 50 line, going downtown to Pew Campus. I saw her. Mm. She looked beautiful. And I said, wow, I should just talk to her. And I saw she had a bag of groceries in her hands. I think it was a couple Uh-oh. bags. To my eyesight, I saw a couple bags. I saw a couple opportunities, right, to just talk to her. And so we were driving down there and or at least riding down there. And and uh, when we got to Pew Campus, I, you know, got the courage up to go to her and say, hey, can I help you uh, take your bags home? Now, this is the point of dispute between my wife and I. She says to me uh, when we talk about it, honey, I only had one bag. So you coming to me asking me who I have not met. If you can help me with my bag of groceries, uh, it made you look like a creeper. So, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> great way to yeah, start, Samuel. Right. Just let's just say, Kelly, uh, it took 10 years after that wow. moment to to get the courage enough to ten talk to her years, a, a whole whopping 10 years uh, in which we, uh, you know, saw other people. But we eventually came back to each other. Thank God for that. And we also have a daughter. So that's uh, great. We have a six month old. So we'll talk a little bit more about that and parenting, I'm sure, later. How about you, Kelly? Yeah. Yeah. So Julie and I have been married for 26 years. Wow. And uh, we had uh, kind of a very different uh, beginning of our relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, when I'm working with couples, I tell them, do not do what I did. (laughs) 
Uh, I met Julie on Memorial Day weekend of 1993. Wow. That's dating me. Yep. And we got engaged in September of that year. <laughs> and then we were married in April of 1994. Wow. So less than 11 months, we had a whirlwind romance and... Uh, and Julie's a perfect fit for me. She's very different than me. Uh, she's a nurse and, uh, yeah, really appreciate her. I have, in terms of my family, I have two sure. boys. Josiah is 25 now, mm -hmm. and he works with an engineering firm here in, uh, actually it's in Holland. Mm -hmm. And then Micah, my youngest, is 23. And he also is an engineer, and again, they get all of their smarts from their mom, because I have no <laughs> science or mathematics understanding in the least. I'm right with you. So um, with that, Samuel, tell sure. everybody, like, what do you like to do? Oh, sure. What are you into? So just, just I'm going to let this be known. I'm probably the uh, biggest college, high school, national football mm. league fan that you'll meet. Um, just from the spot of, I got a chance when I was at Grand Valley to play football. Mm, for, uh, in my what claim, position? Yeah, I played defensive tackle. Just imagine a yeah. six foot powerhouse coming at you, you know, <laughs> 300 pounds, you know, of, of pure muscle. Um, I don't look like that anymore, but it's okay. <laughs> you know, it's all right. You know, God has still blessed me to be mobile. And I heard you, uh, somebody told me you won a national we championship. Did. Yes. 2005 wow. to 06 national championship the last national championship team the lakers had wow uh, uh, which was great great year in that though you know i've gotten a chance to pour back into um high schoolers um coaching at an area school and uh we also like right now it's amazing because we have one of the top defensive linemen in the state you know he's wow. even nationally ranked wow so god's given me a chance to pass and uh pass into these guys what That's i learned awesome and they're taking it even further so yeah we love doing that me and my wife together collectively we love walking you know spending time together watching movies can't wait for the movies to wait to open back up of course and mm -hmm. you know we love traveling we've been all around the united states uh and uh parts of uh central and south america as well so yeah, that's what we kind of love to do. How about yourself and your wife, Kelly? Yeah, well, for myself, uh, I really enjoy golfing. I've been mm. golfing for about 25 years. And <laughs> <laughs> at the 25th year, I think maybe I kind of figured out some things with the game. Sure. Uh, I've been playing much better this summer. <laughs> uh, but I really like golfing, especially like golfing with my sons. Mm. Um, another thing that I do that I've been doing for about that same amount of time is I paint. And uh, so I paint paintings, abstracts and figurative painting. And I'm pretty dedicated to that. So I'll spend about an hour or two every night nice. doing that. And then with Julie, uh, we like, kind of like you with yeah. Tova, we like to travel. Uh, What's one of your most favorite places that you've been? Oh, by far. Um, Best trip I ever had uh, with Julie was when we went to Rome and Florence. Uh, we went with my mom. Uh, this was our 24th anniversary, so it was just a couple of years ago. And my mom had never traveled internationally before. In fact, she hadn't really even really been in a city very much. <laughs> sure. And uh, we have a really close relationship with her. Um, sadly, a couple of years ago, my mom passed away, but... 
And so that's why I really cher- cherish that trip, uh, seeing Rome and seeing all that history and uh, visiting the Vatican. Highly, highly recommended. Mm. Uh, however, when you're in Florence, yes, be careful of eating some of the food because they have some dietary <laughs> <laughs> things that they do that we really don't do in America. And I got really? food poisoning on the last day. Well, you know why that is. Why? You know, the saying is, when in Rome, do what the Romans do. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Well, we're getting ready to do a podcast, right? This is is something that people want to check out and listen to. You know, you're listening to two people in the profession who are not just at a ministry, but also we have counseling experience too, right, Kelly? Mm -hmm. You know, you've been in... Uh, counseling for over 20 years, mm-hmm. right? If you Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've been counseling for 20 years. Uh, had a private practice for about seven. Sure. And then I've been here uh, at Ada for 12 years. Wow. And uh, uh, how I became a counselor is kind of interesting because <laughs> when I met Julie, uh, again, this is over 25 years ago, Counseling wasn't as prevalent, especially mm. in the church. And uh, I actually I actually talked her out of seeing the counselor because I didn't really value it. And if you would have told me back then that I'd become a counselor, I'd have been like, yeah, you're crazy. That's the last thing I'm going to do. <laughs> um, previous to that, I was working in the business world. Uh, Julie and I moved here from Chicago. Chi-town. Chi-town. Yeah. Huge Chicago sports fan. I am. Bulls, Bears, etc. <laughs> Cubs. I'm a Cubs fan, course, not a White Sox uh, fan. Of course, Northsiders. Northsiders. <laughs> anyway, uh, when we moved to Grand Rapids, I had to make a career change because the job I had in Chicago really wasn't here in Grand Rapids. And I really wrestled with that for a long time about what am I going to do with my life? Mm. And uh, I was talking with a friend named Mark. And Mark knew I was trying to make a career transition and we're having coffee one day and he says to me, Kelly, I know exactly what you should do. Mm. And I said, Mark, what? He says, you should become a talk show host. (laughs) And for some reason that really hit me. I'm like, you know what? I should become a talk show host. I'd be a great talk show host. (laughs) Hey, you're doing it right now. I know. This is pretty good. I know. (laughs) I'm going to be the next David Letterman, not. <laughs> anyway, as I prayed about that and thought about that that week, actually, um, God used it to say, you know what? A counselor is a little bit like a talk show host. Sure. And at that point in my life, I was doing a lot of mentoring and discipling of guys. Yeah. And literally within a week, I signed up at Grand Rapids Theological Seminary mm-hmm. where you went. Where I went to. Yes. And uh, thought the the program is about three years. I thought it was going to take me ten, mm-hmm. and I finished in three. And then right out of uh, seminary, I started my practice, and it was the best decision I've ever made in my mm-hmm. life. How about you? Yeah, it's 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 amazing, Kelly. Just number one, how similar our our stories are. Um, also, I think about how much you've paid this forward, even to me. You know, and, and are still paying it for it in many ways. Uh, for me, you know, in the African-American kind of 
perspective in court or counseling has not been as valued. Mm-hmm. You know, now it is taking off, you know, years and years later um, in communities of focus um, in the way that it should have several, several years ago. Um, and so because of that, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, I would always find myself, you know, 10 and 15 years ago having tons of conversations with college students, high school students, mm-hmm. while being in those arenas, you know, talking about life, talking about, you know, mental illness, talking about problems and, and, and things that were going on in our communities and even personally, you know, and in those time frames, I didn't recognize that, you know, therapy was a thing that I would do or was doing. Um, it was just a thing that we just talked, right? We just mm. had, you know, barbershop conversations. Yeah, definitely. And so I think in that, you know, I was I was in retail management and, you know, at one point in time, you know, always having these conversations on what we call the sales floor while people were working on modulars and in and, 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 and caps and stuff. Um, you know, my, my pastor at the time, uh, he had said to me, Sam, you know, and this is, this is his voice, Sam, uh, have you ever <laughs> considered, you know, talking or going into like therapy and doing counseling? And I said, counseling, what? I said, I've never <laughs> seen a counselor myself. I'm like, I don't know if I should or what that is. So I went the route of, of a master's in education initially. And I brought that back to him and he said, you didn't say you were going to do that. I said, counseling, you said counseling, go get it done. And it's funny that the route ended up going to was, was Grampus Theological Seminary. So that definitely was the, the reason I went now or just, you know, working with individuals and supporting them in ways that are deemed fit because God brought me this way. So I'm ecstatic to do this. And, and so we're both here, both professionals and ministry professionals and counseling. Mm -hmm. And in this, the reason that hopefully you're here is because you saw or heard about this thing called a marriage podcast. Mm-hmm. So Kelly, why are we, why are we doing this for real? Well, why are we doing it? Well, again, as I said earlier, we're really trying to uh, just have more and more resources to the Ada Bible church community yeah. and our community at large on how to build healthy marriages. Uh, by far, mm-hmm. our number one care need at Ada Bible Church is uh, marriages who are struggling. And especially now during COVID, mm-hmm. one of the things that uh, is very, that I've heard kind of consistently, is that if you had a, if you had before all this happened, if you had a healthy marriage, you're loving this time, or you love, especially during the shutdown, mm-hmm. that you love the time because you're able to spend so much time with your spouse. Yeah. But for those couples who didn't have a good marriage, the divorce rate has spiked. And uh, so, yeah, that's a big reason. Now, there are three aspects of the podcast that we want to highlight. Sure. The first one is uh, we have a really uh, vibrant mentorship ministry for Mm -hmm. marriages and for just individual issues as well Mm -hmm. here at Ada. And so one aspect of the podcast is throughout it, you will be able to hear different kind of learning or training modules for those who are uh, marriage mentors at Ada Bible. Mm. Uh, One of the first ones that we're going to do, probably the next one, will be uh, just how to to do a meeting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sounds pretty simple, but there's some different things that you have to do in a meeting when you're mentoring some people. And we're going to go over those details. Sure. Uh, another aspect of the podcast uh, is going to be, we're going to connect and interview different counselors 
locally and hopefully even nationally uh, who can offer our audience some information about uh, different aspects of marriage and how to mm-hmm. uh, make them more healthy. And then finally, uh, the thing that I'm probably most excited about, the, one aspect of the podcast that I'm excited about, is we're going to interview couples and hear their stories. I think, I think when you hear somebody's story, you can learn a lot from it. You, you can connect. Can. Yeah, you can connect. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, oh yeah, I've gone through that, or uh, or you can learn from it. So. We're going to have just some key questions that we're going to ask all the couples. Uh, some of those questions would be like, hey, when did you meet? Uh, how did you meet? Mm-hmm. Why did you fall in love? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what caught your eye in that other person? Uh, what are the strengths and opportunities for improvement for your marriage? Yeah. And then finally, uh, like what, what would be like a key marriage advice that you would give somebody? And again, I'm really excited about this because I think there's a lot of opportunity to learn from other couples. Yeah. And I, and I want to do, I do want to add this for our listeners. Now, you know, this is our little disclaimer. The disclaimer is this is not a substitute for counseling mm-hmm. or therapy, Good but this point, is, but this Samuel. is a definitely an enrichment for you as a couple, for you as a marriage mentor or whatever reason you're coming there. Maybe you're thinking about getting married. And, and the goal of this is to really give you some really good information, wisdom, you know, and practical application to make your, your relationship, your marriage or thinking about marriage even better. So excellent yeah. point, Samuel. Yeah. 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 Speaking of which, you know, Kelly, I think it would be nice to kind of give people a, a little taster maybe of what they have to look forward to. Uh, uh, hi, I'm, I'm game. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So so here's the thing, right? We're, let's let's talk about these uh, key principles of a marriage, and and I know me and you have talked about three of them specifically. Um, now, if you if you're not a, a a biblical scholar or a theological expert, this is definitely for you as well. We might say some terms or things that you might be like, uh, I don't know what that means. We're gonna take time to explain mm-hmm. them. So that's that's my little word of encouragement. So. You know, uh, three principles of a marriage. Number one, I think uh, there's this word called agapo. Mm. You, you may have heard it as agape mm-hmm. um, in some circles. And with agapo, really what that means is, especially in the context of marriage, this aspect of being committed, but also providing a sacrificial love to your spouse. Right. Mm. You know, I think of it as 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 agape, as unconditional in many senses, you know, when you think of God, God gave his only begotten son mm-hmm. for the entire earth, right? John three sixteen, And he did it unconditionally knowing that, hey, no matter how the world treats my son, I'm still going to love the world in spite of all the things that may happen, mm-hmm. right? In the same way, that really models for us um, this aspect of marriage where when two are becoming one, there's this place of, you know what? I want to truly love my spouse mm-hmm. uh, without the condition because there's going to be days that are tough, mm-hmm. right? Days that are difficult, days where you're like, I. You have tough days? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot. You know, I can remember like when, you know, my wife, um, uh, this is just another disclaimer my wife is okay with me sharing some things. Because we're going to get personal, Kelly, at times, Oh, without right? a doubt, we're going to get personal. It, you know, my, uh, there were times when uh, my wife and I, you know, in the first couple of years of our marriage, uh, you know, she would have to take a walk because <laughs> I was being very annoying. 
uh, for whatever reason. A couple reason. times Julie had to take a walk. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, uh, there was one moment in the winter of 2014, and she had, uh, I did something. I must have said something annoying, and I just know she was not in the house anymore. And I went outside, and I looked, and the car was still there, and, you know, Walmart was down the street or whatever, a store, whatever store was called, down the street. And I went outside, and I looked. I said, my wife, take off on me. Uh, you know, and I went and I chased her down and I found her. She was walking back from the store and I had my church coat on and mm. some church shoes and shorts in the dead of winter. Oh, boy. Why? Because I love my wife. And, you know, uh, <laughs> in that moment, that you know. That is a great picture, Samuel. <laughs> church shoes, church jacket, and shorts, <laughs> shorts in the middle of winter. I loved my wife enough to be like, you know what? I Whatever I did, I apologize. And you know what? That love, Kelly, is a capital L-O-V-E. Absolutely. Right? That's where, you know what? I had enough grace and she had enough grace for me to, to, to forgive me for whatever I had said. And, and, and we knew that we would love each other without condition from that moment, but it takes time to get there. Totally. You, know, you, you have to take time to get there. And I think in it, you know, couples sometimes recognize that, you know, in the places where they want to get together, there's this piece where one person is always trying to change the other. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes mm-hmm. they feel like they're on the right. But mm-hmm. often cases, what it what it takes is this mutual working together where you're both changing for the better. Yeah, totally. You know, agree. and I think that that's the key to agapo. Uh, uh, another one uh, that I think about is phileo. Right? You might hear phileo, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, Philadelphia, the city yes. of brotherly love." Yeah, you got it. Right? That's that's where we're thinking about this friendship and marriage. Uh, Kelly, I know you talk about believer, servant, friend, and we'll probably mm-hmm. get to that way beyond way later. But there's this aspect where literally in friendship, you actually like the person that you're with. Absolutely. Right? I, I like my wife. I like when, you know, she looks a certain way. I like how she treats me. Mm-hmm. I like how, you know, when we when we have fun together, you know, I would never want to be with someone else because I actually big like her. And um, mm-hmm. I think often cases know it's based on sometimes what the other person can do for you you mm-hmm. know i think there's that aspect of friendship love where it's it's often self-seeking mm-hmm. uh, but i think in that it's important to realize in your self-seeking behavior you know how you learn to operate in unity because you really sincerely want to be that friend to that person that's your spouse mm-hmm. you know it, it's the reason that you leave your wife right or excuse me that you leave your wife but the reason that you leave your family, right? right? You leave your family to unite with your wife, as scripture says, yes. because you literally like her enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I think in in that, there's a challenge, Kelly. There's a challenge of, in many cases, when marriages aren't working out, it's because they never really liked each other. Mm-hmm. And so that becomes, that really begins to be really important, you know? And with like, when I say that, what I mean is like is based on shared interests, mm-hmm. right? But also it's based on character, which may mm-hmm. be like personality. Mm-hmm. You know, like we talked about in the beginning, we like spending time with our wives. Mm-hmm. We like to watch movies. We like to mm-hmm. travel. Those mm-hmm. are shared interests. Totally. And those things are really key to that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Samuel, there's a third love yeah. that, you, that you have to have. Yeah. And uh, it's called Eros. Mm. And uh, Eros is sexual love Ooh, or erotic love. <laughs> Uh, but I always tell couples that I'm working with that uh, Eros is in the bedroom and it's outside of the bedroom. Mm. Uh, but also Eros, I 
what I feel about it is it's often the barometer of the marriage. Mm. If you, like in terms of my practice, I've worked with a lot of couples over the years and I don't think, I've thought about this a lot, I don't think I've ever worked with a couple in counseling who had good arrows, Mm. uh, meaning they were struggling there. Uh, in fact, I think there's a lot of Christians who are struggling in the air in the Eros area because it's so difficult to talk about, especially if there's a problem in it. Another way to look at Eros is it's the mortar of the marriage, if I were to create an analogy, in that when you're building a wall with bricks, you need to use mortar. Mm. And that's kind of like the glue that keeps that wall together. And a marriage without arrows uh, isn't using mortar. Mm. And so you can build a wall with a bricks without mortar, but there will be, on- be two aspects of that wall that you built. Mm. The first aspect is it will uh, be easily toppled. Mm. Um, and, uh, can, and same with marriages, there will be times when something difficult happens that it could topple the marriage. Yeah. The other aspect that is so important going back to that image of mortar of the marriage is that uh if you're building a brick wall and you're not using mortar you can only build it so high. Yeah. So tall. And uh and same thing if you uh have a great eros in your marriage mm-hmm. it'll be deeper, it'll be more rich. Uh, one way to think about Eros is it's literally getting back to the garden where you mm. can be naked and unashamed with your spouse. That's so good. And so with that, there are four aspects that I really want people to think about when it comes to Eros, because this is an area I work a lot in my private practice. And the four aspects of Eros are quantity. How often are we going to be sexual? That's a real challenge because Usually within couples, they have a different idea of uh, how often they want to be sexual. And healthy couples get on the same page uh, with that issue. Yeah. The other uh, couple qualities of it, uh, of Eros, is quality and creativity. Hmm, Creativity. Um, What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. uh, is your sexual relationship rote or boring or mm. the same way all the time? And so couples need to be creative and they really need to push into the quality of that relationship. And in the final aspect, which is really important, is emotional connection. Yeah. Are you genuinely there and connecting with your spouse? And again, this is uh, uh, an area that often couples struggle and they and it can be really helpful to walk with either a mentor couple or a counselor in digging into these areas. So on that aspect, so we've got the three loves, agapo, phileo, and eros. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I uh, would challenge uh, you who are listening is when I'm working with a couple, what I'll do is I'll ask them, hey, agapo, I'll ask the husband. Scale of one to 10, where are you at? Mm. Where do you think you're at? And then I'll ask the wife to give me a separate number. And then same thing, phileo, scale of one to 10, how you doing? And then with arrows, what I do is I do something a little bit different. And that is I break down those four different aspects. So mm. how are you guys doing on quantity? Mm. Are, you, are you on the same page? 
How are you doing on quality and creativity, scale of one to 10? And then finally, emotional connection. How are you doing there, scale of one to 10? And when you do that and you give yourself or tell your spouse honest numbers, that's really where your marriage is at that point in time. Mm. And also the cool thing about it is it tells you where you need to work. So um, often couples have great agapo, but maybe they need to really push into phileo and be more purposeful about it. Yeah. The final thing about that, Samuel, that I want to mention is marriage love is a willed action. Mm, it just doesn't so good. It just doesn't come. You have to will it. You have to be purposeful about it. So on some aspect, with these loves, they need to be on the calendar. Yeah. Uh, so agapo, one way that that can be on the calendar is just sitting down and having serious, significant conversations with your spouse. Phileo, uh, going out and doing something fun with laughter and not seriousness and just enjoying that time with your spouse. And then, yes, even putting Eros on the calendar, <laughs> which I'm sure will... We'll, uh, talk about a little bit later in some further episodes yeah that sounds good to me but samuel let's wrap things up this has been a, a good time you and i yeah. uh as a preliminary talk yeah this has been awesome so hopefully uh listeners you've enjoyed you know this very uh, first uh podcast from kelly bonwell and samuel jones the together uh marriage podcast uh with that we want to explain and share to you the way that you can find us both um, you can actually find Kelly Bonnewell on his website, www.kellybonnewell.com. That's K-E-L-L-Y-B-O-N-E-W-E-L-L.com. And you can find myself, Samuel Jones, at www.theprincipalthing.com. And that's principal as in P-L-E, not P-A-L. So you can find us on that. And uh, for next time, for the Together Broadcast, this has been Kelly and Samuel. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to Together. We hope that you've learned a thing or two. If you find the podcast helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like more information on Ada Bible Church and its ministries, or someone to pray or dialogue with about your marriage, email us at care at adabible.org.